0: Welcome back to the Friendship Bread Podcast. I'm Crystal and I'm here with Alma. Hello! We love to have real and honest conversation about life and how the Amish cultures we grew up in shaped our mindsets.
1: You know, I feel like every time we do the Welcome back to the Friendship Bread Podcast, <laughs> I'm Crystal and I'm here with Alma, or welcome back I'm Alma and I'm here with Crystal. We both miss like opportunities to like say something really funny like,
0: how do there? <laughs> <laughs> i know we're always just like hello it's
1: like i freeze i know it's coming but i freeze and i'm like the only thing that pops in my head is hello
0: now i'm gonna have to start thinking of like things to I say because now that you've said that like you've there's now this pressure now
1: there's a wheel turning. To step up our game yeah i know as soon as i said hello you started the next part and i was like ah. I should have said, howdy there. I don't know why that popped in my
0: head, but as soon as the pressure was off, that's what now I have a couple of ideas for responses, but I don't want to say them because I don't want you to steal them. (laughs) (laughs) Steal them. (laughs) Sounds good. So how you been? Good.
1: So um, it does feel, I think I know my last breadcrumb was that Major summer events are over, and it feels mm-hmm. like it's slowing down. And I will say, it does feel like that, and I am extremely thankful. So, it's just been kind of very chill the mm-hmm. past week. I've been really enjoying it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I still don't is that your breadcrumb then? No, because okay. I want it to be different.
0: Okay, I was just like, man, did you just like slide that on in there?
1: <laughs> I'm updating on previous breadcrumb. Come-
0: okay. From- <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know in the last one, I said my breadcrumb was that we were going to go camping. Yes. I think that's why, I've a- why I asked how you've been, because I feel like... Well, we you had no service had for no, like, like one, two, three days? Yeah, like almost... Almost four, right? Almost four.
1: Yeah, which so. is unheard
0: of, because we're always texting each other like, yeah. different things and We're always kind of back and forth about like stuff on our Instagram or life or, or- yeah, or just funny personal yeah. things, yeah. Yeah. Um jokes. Yeah, no. I mean, no, we never send each other jokes. Never. Ever ever. No. no. Why would we do
1: such a thing? But no, it does. It feels like it's been eons since I've talked to you. <laughs> it's been-
0: Four days. <laughs> it's been four days. It's been four days and 10,000 years. It's like it's like that meme, you know, of um, the skeleton looking out the blinds. Oh, yes. One? Yes. It's like, waiting on my friend to come back from, from camping. camping.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, that sounds really good right now. I was telling Tanner the other day, if I could just go to a cabin in the middle of absolutely nowhere for a week with no service, no internet, nothing, I think I would have peaked <laughs> yeah in happiness
0: I would I would just like some something I've learned from my weekend, I would add to your list no rain, oh yes, yeah, like mud, unless we're actually like at the top of a hill or something well, no that would well, still... that could I mean that could make a difference. And we're not, if we weren't sleeping down. in a tent, that would help. If you're not but, sleeping in a tent, it's not camping. I hate to break it to you.
1: Well, no, we wouldn't be camping. See, I never said camping. I thought you said camping. No, I, I just want to go to a cabin. That's true. Sure you did say a cabin. Yes. Okay. I just want to go to the middle of, I don't really care. It could be a treehouse. It could be a cabin. It could be, uh, what do you call the the little, um. Oh, like a yurt? Yeah, it could be a yurt. It could be whatever, but it just needs to be secluded, And absolutely no service of any kind, because I don't want to look at my phone for a week. You just turn your phone off for a week. That's difficult. Do you deal with, see, like, if I was already in an area that didn't have service, I'd be like, well, people can't reach me anyways, so there's no point in having my phone on me. Oh, I see what you're saying. But I have this, like, like, I can't turn my phone off at night. Because this is probably something I should actually work through in therapy. But um.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because what if somebody needs to reach you?
1: Yes. I'm like terrified that someone's going to go to the hospital and I won't find out till morning.
0: Yeah. See, I put my phone on like a do not disturb. But then I set it to like the favorites in my list. Like,
1: Yeah, I should do that, I guess. And
0: phone calls can still ring through, but I don't hear anybody else. That's a good idea.
1: I should do that because it's not like my dad's calling me at 12 a.m. It's not like anyone else is calling me at 12 a.m., but... I might.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That has happened. happened. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever called you at midnight, but I know I've definitely called you at 11.30. (laughs) Yeah, but
1: you also had confirmation that I was still awake. That's true. Usually (laughs) I, like, send a message first.
0: Yeah. And if you don't answer, I don't call. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Let's feel it out. Yeah. I think that's actually that's a two way street. We both it do it that. very much is, yeah. Because sometimes I'll just straight up be like, "You still awake?" <laughs> sometimes in the morning, though, I'll send you a text to like feel out, like, "Are you awake or not?" <laughs> you do, yeah. And then like you're busy doing things and you miss it for like ages. For some, reason, and eventually can... I will yeah. call and be like, either she's gonna be like, "Oh, I've been busy doing things," or she's gonna be like, "Oh." Thanks for waking me. Thanks for waking me up. (laughs) I slept through my alarm. Oh my goodness. Do we need to tell the story? Hmm, That's up to you.
1: (laughs) The. (laughs) Yeah, referencing a specific instance where Crystal showed up at my house and I slept through my alarm.
0: Yeah, I didn't just randomly show up at your house. I showed up at the (laughs) predetermined set time. (laughs) <laughs> to record a podcast the previous one and I, I was even a little bit late
1: yeah and i my alarm never went off did you set it see i don't think i
2: did
0: <laughs> no. so so it's not that your
1: alarm didn't go off it's yeah that you no forgot it's, to set it. it's a problem all of them <laughs> but the but the worst part of it was that i woke up to the lawnmower and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're mowing the lawn. That means it's already 8.30. I'm going to get up. And I had just woken up from a very vivid dream, laid my head back down, and was instantly asleep again.
0: Isn't it amazing how, like, okay, for me, sometimes I wake up and I have the hardest times going back to sleep.
1: When you want when to go I back to, to sleep? Yeah. Yes.
0: It'll be, like, 2 in the morning, Mm -hmm. 3 in the morning. Yeah. But then, like, come 7 in the morning, oh, I can be, like, out again Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Especially if it's raining.
0: Yeah. One of the things, though, that I did that has um, helped me as far as my alarms go (laughs) is to just, like, set a recurring alarm on my phone. Yeah. I generally
1: tend to – I have one that's recurring, but then, like, on Sundays, I'll turn it off. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't have anything to do the next day, like, that I have to get up early for. Mm
2: Because
1: I I don't like waking up to an alarm. I prefer to, like, wake up naturally. Bites me in the butt sometimes, obviously. (laughs) But that's not what happened this time. Like, I don't know why I didn't Mm -hmm. set an alarm.
0: And so – Yeah. I think it's funny. It was hilarious. At the time, it was embarrassing, but now it's funny. Well, okay. Also, on the subject of, like, setting your alarms, you do know that you can, like, set it to not go off on Sundays, right? Yes, I do know that. Just clarifying. (laughs) I'm too lazy. Do you want me to help you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I clearly
0: have (laughs) sleep issues on so many levels. I... No, I understand it though, because you often have a hard time falling asleep. Oh. So.
1: I used to be the person that head hits the pillow, Alma's asleep. And I've then. Never been that person? Continue. Yeah, I don't know. Three years ago? Three years ago. That all changed. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I have never recovered from that. Like, my sleep still hasn't regulated itself. Yeah. And it's very frustrating. And I've had a fear about going to bed because I know some, you know, that there's a chance that I will literally just lay there and toss and turn and toss and turn. Yeah. And I've found things over time that help me. But some nights, I literally am so tired because all those things have kicked in and... That makes it sound like I'm on a cocktail of something to help me sleep, but that's not what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Um, I have like a calcium, magnesium lotion, and in like a magnesium supplement, uh, CBD, and melatonin supplement and those things can all kick in and i'm extremely tired but i still can't sleep Mm -hmm. and so then it's like even more frustrating because you're just exhausted and miserable and you can't sleep and then your head starts hurting and then you finally fall asleep
0: yeah and also like for me when i get really tired and i can't fall asleep like my whole body gets restless.
1: Yes, and I and ache. like yes, I end up with the worst yes. aches in my arms and my yes. legs, especially. Mm-hmm. But then a headache as well, and then I finally fall asleep at like four or four thirty, sometimes even five a.m. And then what? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I've talked to my doctor, and I'm like, if I had a job that I had to leave the home for, I'd be screwed. But I don't. So what do I do? What would you recommend? Do I get up when I, sh- when I would normally get up and push through the extremely tired day to try to regulate my, my sleep? Or do I sleep the eight hours I need? And she's like, if it is possible, if you don't have anything going the next day, sleep the eight hours because your hormones are already a mess and I don't want them to be worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that sucks. So if you, if I fall asleep at 5 a.m., yeah. I'm sleeping till 1 p.m., and that has happened. Mm-hmm. Crystal is very much a witness of that. Yep. And I feel like the laziest person in the world, but then when I step back and look at it, I'm like, okay, Alma, you only got eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's frustrating. Yeah. Anyways, I've blabbed about sleep for a long time now. <laughs> no. Don't know if we'll include this all. <laughs> <laughs> But if anyone else has
0: sleep issues, I sympathize. Yeah. Crystal does too. Yeah, I
1: do. Her sleep issues are in the form of living beings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, most of my sleep issues are in the form of adorable children. Yes. So at least they're they're adorable. uh, Yeah, at least they're adorable. Sometimes, though, it's not that. Sometimes I'm just, I am a night owl. Mm -hmm. And so I tend to want to stay up later. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's too late. You need to go to bed. Mm -hmm. But I haven't. Like, made myself wind down yet. But Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go to bed because it's late. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, like, laying there not falling asleep. Getting body aches. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, lately, though, I've been making sure, like, my alarm is set. And my alarm goes off for sure by 7. I mean, to be honest, I'm not always up by Mm 7. But between that and my kids... I've been tired enough by the time the night comes around that I'm like ready to go to bed, so that helps. It's yeah. been helping regulate my sleep a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. Anyways, do you have a breadcrumb this week? I do. <laughs> so I know before we started recording, I already told you a couple of funny stories about camping, but yes. I saved one. <sighs> I'm so excited. Like I already said, um, it rained. Yes. Well, I mean, I told you to not go camping when it rained. That's true. That's and true. And by saying that I meant it rained a lot while we were camping this past weekend. And when I say it rained, I mean pair downpour pours. Yes. Yes, it was
1: Yeah. Oh man.
0: Um I did get at one point I got just like a sliver of service and it was like Flood warnings in your area. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. But lots of rain. <laughs> so um, we were in like the hills and woods of West Virginia
2: mm-hmm.
0: where there's no phone service.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we were camping like back in where I literally can't even drive my vehicle to it because you have to have four wheel drive to get there. So we would do, if you're a safety nut, don't listen to this, but you know, we all piled into the back of a pickup truck and off you go. So at one point we wanted to go to um, another area really close by to go fishing. And so a couple of the kids are up in the front in the cab with my husband and my brother-in-law and my brother and his dog and my oldest are, and I are in the back of the truck, okay. in the bed of the truck. We're just riding along, enjoying life. My two of my sisters and my other brother are on four wheelers. They're definitely enjoying their life. <laughs> and we get over to the pond where we're going to go fishing. And as we're parking, we hear the rumble of thunder in the distance. And those that were on four-wheelers come over, and they were like, we were just up on the hill. It looks like it's probably going to pass us by. So we're like, okay, so we're not going to leave. We're just going to stay and fish. Oh, boy. We start to unload out of the truck. And I haven't even gotten out of the bed of the truck yet. (laughs) And it starts to (laughs) sprinkle and we're, like, basically, like, abandon the sh- abandon the plans. All on board. Like, everybody back in. Four-wheelers are starting to, like, like, they had taken off on the four-wheelers again. We hear them starting to come back. You know, we're, like, like I'm, like, my oldest. I'm, like, here's your rain poncho. Like, <laughs> got him all. I actually have a really cute picture that I will have to post in our stories of him in his rain poncho. I can't wait. In the truck. Um, I grabbed my daughter's poncho because she's in the truck with my husband, so she's fine. Gave it to my brother. (laughs) He had nothing. (laughs) So, um, and he has a husky, right? So, we're like starting to go down the road and I mean, it's like pouring rain already. And, He's, like, trying to, like, get the husky underneath the poncho with him. So, basically, at one point, he's, like, squatting in the bed of the truck. But he also had a drink with him. He had, like, an like an open, like, pop can. I can't remember what it was. But so he had this open can. So he's, like, trying to hold that under the poncho, trying to keep the dog under the poncho and we literally have the one corner of the poncho like tucked under my oldest feet (laughs) i'm trying to hold part of it down i've got like my phone and my brother's hat like in my lap trying to like keep it dry and we're going down a hill and there has been enough water that has accumulated in the bed of the truck that it just is like slamming into the side of me and i'm just like getting soaked and i'm like The poncho is only keeping the top half of me dry (laughs) because all of this water is just collecting in the bed of the truck, and now we're sitting in it. Oh, my goodness. we're flying down the road, trying to get back, you know, to our campsite as fast as we can.
1: Whoever was on the four-wheelers better not decide that they're going to take up a career as a weather person.
0: No. Okay. No. Back to the story. I, I (laughs) I think that they got drenched enough that they realized that that's not in the plans they um i think it's going to pass us by yeah, one of one <laughs> of my sisters described it as she said i was so wet there was so much water in my face from it was because it was one of those torrential downpours she said my eyes were burning and it felt like i was underwater with my eyes open on a four-wheeler. oh my goodness <laughs> but so Basically, we're trying to, like – like, my brother – like, the dog finally decides being under the poncho is definitely, like, the best place to be. (laughs) And then it's like, hey, look, Crystal's lap is right there. So, at one point, the dog is, like, half in my lap, and we're trying to use the poncho to cover it and my brother. And – because the dog is also kind of freaking out because there's, like, some thunder going on, too, Mm -hmm. you know? Poor dog. Oh, my goodness. I know. He wasn't pleased. (laughs) And, but, like, so we're, like, just... So, basically, my eight-year-old is, like, huddled up against the back of the truck. We're sitting there trying to hold down the corners of the poncho for my brother. (laughs) And the back of the poncho, like, the sides snapped together, but the wind had, like, pulled it apart, basically. And so, my brother is just, like, crouching over his dog with the back of this pink poncho just flapping, flapping away face. and it's just flapping away and <laughs> did you get a picture i not you you're not phone. of the poncho i yeah. yeah that it was raining too hard at that point i did get a picture of my 8 year old though yeah because yes, he, that's right at one point i looked over and he you could not see any part of him mm-hmm, he had mm-hmm. like pulled the hood down over the front of his face and he was entirely inside of his poncho <laughs> did he stay dry Except for the sitting in and in, in yeah. the water, yeah. yeah, sitting in the water. Other than that, yep, he was fine. Wow. But my brother and I, one, like, we were just laughing so hard because <laughs> we're just getting rained on in the bed of this truck, and it's just
1: ah, uh, that is a really yeah. funny picture.
0: Yeah, to it picture. was. It was, but it was also like, I was like, this is something, this is one of those memories that while it was happening, it was like, it was funny and we were laughing so hard, mm-hmm. but also it wasn't exactly enjoyable.
1: Because mm-hmm. you're getting right.
0: Soaked, and yeah. my brothers like definitely did like day to day, you know, and then we're like bouncing through the rough. I mean, we call it a road and it, and it is a road. Is but it? <laughs> it's a road, technically. But, like, there is a point that you reach where it's, like, vehicles cannot pass this. Yeah. You know? So, it's, like, no. But, um, so, we're just, like, bouncing through all these different spots. And my brother-in-law is, like, trying to, like, get us back to camp as soon as possible. So, he's going through the rough spots a little faster than he usually would. hmm And so, we're trying to, like... Hold on. There's also an ice chest that's kind of sliding around <laughs> in the back a little bit. So, for once in a while, the ice chest would, like, slam into me a little. And oh, I'd be like, no, goodness. stay over there. Oh, cover the dog. Hold the poncho down. Oh, there goes the hat. Nope, keep the hat dry. <laughs> like, it was a whole thing. Wow. What an adventure. I know. It was an adventure. But it was fun. Fun memories. It was a fun memory. There was... Um, Another fun memory, I just had to say this because of my brother's poncho, me and my sisters, we decided, the three of us, to take some take the four-wheelers out, and so we weren't sure if it was going to rain or not, so we all had our things with us, and I had just was like, you know what, I'm just going to put my poncho on just to be prepared, so we're going down the road to get to the other place where we were going to go ride around a little bit. And the snaps on my poncho came apart, and all of a sudden, like, the back of my poncho is just, like, flying and fluttering in the breeze. And, um, literally, I could just, like, feel it, like, pulling on my neck. (laughs) And my sister behind me said it looked pretty funny. (laughs) Super crystal! But then we couldn't even get to where we were going because the water was too high over the bridge. Oh
1: my goodness. That we
0: couldn't see where the bridge was.
1: Oh, my goodness. And so we
0: decided not to risk it. Wow. And then later, someone else went over there, and here somebody had tried to take two, um, like, gators through there. Oh, no. And the first one made it, okay. and the second one was half off the bridge. Uh-oh. So that took them a long time to get that out of there.
1: I believe it. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. I think you've you've called in the rain. Because it is now raining. Oh my goodness, it is. Hopefully they can't hear it. (laughs) It was thundering
0: a little bit. I thought it was just a vehicle rolling (laughs) past. I was too involved in my story. Yeah,
1: it was definitely thunder, so... Thanks to Crystal, it's raining now. Um, You're welcome. Yes, I love rain, but Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping it doesn't affect our sound too much. But I'm not too
2: horribly worried about it.
0: Well, if anything, they'll have the calming pitter-patter of rain and yes. rain in the background. Ambient rain sounds. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. We can call this episode Ambient Rain Sounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're going to listen to us talk about sleep for 20 minutes. They're going to be like, I, wait, wait, why, why is this titled
0: this way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so what's your breadcrumb, Alma?
1: I think my breadcrumb is I had a pretty good weekend. I didn't feel the best all weekend, but Sunday I had a pretty productive day. I felt like I got a lot done, like random things. You know Mm -hmm. how you have random things that you don't do regularly?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I just got a bunch of, like, really random odds and ends stuff done, and it felt really productive.
0: That sounds really nice. So,
1: yeah, I also just, I guess, like I said earlier, I had a pretty chill week, and,
0: yeah. I think I have to take back the pitter-patter of the rain, because now it sounds like it's a downpour. Yes, a torrential downpour. I may have said torrential downpour too often.
1: You may have. I you may called have. it in.
0: <laughs> that's Sorry, funny. I didn't. I was not aware that I could do that. So Yeah,
1: but that's okay. Today's episode, we actually kind of have a pre-thought-of topic. Mm-hmm. We do not have a plan for the topic, but I'm going to turn it over to Crystal.
0: Yeah, I just heard a quote And it kind of sparked some thought in me, and I was like, I think this would be an interesting conversation to have. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to the Human Hope podcast. Of course. I know. Listen, (laughs) other than this podcast, it's probably (laughs) my, not probably, I take that back. It is 100% my favorite podcast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's my second favorite podcast, because we are number one. Anyway, (laughs) 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 to me, okay? (laughs) <laughs> um, You're not biased at all. No, not at all. Not at all. One hundred percent not. I don't know why anybody would say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, something that Carlos said on the podcast when when he said it, I was just like, "That is an interesting thought."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and he said the part of me that I was shaming came back into wholeness when I forgave myself. Yeah. And he had been talking about how um, his own story mm-hmm. and how he was hating the part of himself who had done something wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he would be like, well, that was that, Carlos. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I didn't do that. That was the old. He wasn't Carlos. claiming the Carlos, right? He was saying that part of me did that, mm-hmm. not me. He also was talking how, like, previously he had been like the life of the party, mm-hmm. and then all of the things that happened when he separated those parts of himself. Mm-hmm. The life of the party is the one that had that he was disassociating from. Mm. and so he was no longer the life of the party he was no longer having fun going to parties or being in groups of people or any of those things he just wanted to not do those things anymore Mm -hmm. and people would ask him like where's the fun loving Carlos he would talk about that part of himself with hatred Mm -hmm. and he disliked that part of himself so much he said basically what he did I'm hoping I'm remembering this correctly for sure, but from my memory, what he said he did was that he had to – he was sitting there, and I think he was at a therapy appointment, and he basically envisioned himself talking to another version of him sitting on the other couch across the room, and he saw the other Carlos, and he said, I forgive you. Mm. And he had to forgive himself Mm -hmm. for what he had done. And then as he went through that process of forgiving himself, he became the fun Carlos again. Mm. And he like became the life of the party again.
1: He wasn't separating himself yes. from that version of himself yes. anymore.
0: Yes, and he was came back into wholeness, as he said. Wow. And I thought that was so interesting because I think that I think that's something like it's kind of like a mindset we get caught up into. Is like, well, if this part of me has done something wrong, I can't be that part anymore. Mm-hmm. And that part of me needs to go.
2: hmm
0: Kind of like we trash that part of ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, or even something as simple as just being ashamed of that part of ourselves. Yes. Even if we're not trying to say, like, I can't be that part of me. Mm-hmm. You're ashamed.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, every time that part of you comes out, you're filled with shame. Yeah. Yeah. I never had thought about it before, that, like, when we do something, like, when we shame ourselves for something that we've done in the past, or even that we're still doing, like, whatever, Mm -hmm. like, that's not us being a whole human.
1: Yeah, that is... Very, very interesting. It makes me this kind of honestly is a perfect thing to talk about after our our last conversation about um, trusting yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you said that quote, it reminds me of a quote I read, and I can't directly quote it anymore because I couldn't I can't find it, but it talked about that healing isn't becoming just it isn't just becoming the best version of yourself. it's loving the worst version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know,
0: similar ideas there. Do you think part of it is that we get caught up in like this idea of who we're supposed to be? Mm -hmm. And then when pieces don't fit, we shame those parts or separate those parts or try to leave those parts behind because they don't fit into what we think we're supposed to look like.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I can think of one very specific example me, because it's something I worked through with my therapist, mm-hmm. of where, referencing last week again, one of the situations that I got into because I ignored the red flag, I felt so much shame that I was too, in my words to my therapist, too weak
2: mm-hmm.
1: to get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that it took other people telling me That I needed to get out of the situation for me to realize how bad it had gotten. Yeah. I remember talking to my therapist and saying that I felt ashamed that I, number one, ignored the red flags. And then number two, was too weak to get out of the situation. Mm -hmm. She actually said something very similar. She said, you're going to have to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. That was the you then look at where you are now you learned that lesson mm-hmm. you learned what you learned in that time and it's still a part of you you're going to have to forgive it or else you're holding on to that and you're you you're living with that shame and it's affecting mm-hmm. your current decisions and so going back to what you said about like part of it maybe being caused by how we think we should be mm-hmm. maybe like in that example I very much thought I should be like strong and able to set my boundaries and mm-hmm. I wanted to be a capable person who yeah. could get myself out of situations that I needed to.
0: I wasn't and I was ashamed of that. I think too when we think of forgiveness we think of forgiveness being something that like we apply to others or that others apply to us mm-hmm. but not really in terms of, like, I have to forgive myself. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't – forgiving yourself is not something that people often talk about. hmm And I think it's, again, one of those things that sometimes, like, oh, it feels selfish to talk about me forgiving myself because mm-hmm. then I'm always talking about me and, like, why am I so important? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think – think that I had I wish that I had realized earlier in life already Mm -hmm. than what I did how important it is to forgive yourself
1: yeah
0: and I mean I can think of a couple of situations where I think I'm still working through forgiving myself for things and honestly even things that I have blamed myself for that I actually had absolutely no impact on. Like, Mm -hmm. I was not responsible in any way. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing I did could have changed the outcome. Mm -hmm. And it was entirely on the other person. Mm -hmm. And I still blame myself for it.
1: Yeah, I totally understand that. You put that into really good words because you're absolutely right, like forgiving yourself. I think my therapist saying that was one of the first times I had really thought about it. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things in my life that I have to forgive myself for because the fact of the matter is, is that the reason we f- we have to forgive other people is because if if they make a mistake, they're, it's a mistake.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we so often we can have grace for other people that aren't ourselves and we can forgive them. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that we are also just making mistakes. Yeah. And we are constantly growing. And so there is always going to be versions of us that don't know what we know now. Mm -hmm. And 35-year-old Alma is going to know more than current Alma. And so she's probably going to have to forgive herself for things that current Alma did. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. It's constantly – we are constantly growing. We're constantly changing. So – Our current selves are making the decisions that we're making. We're doing the things we're doing based on what we know now Mm -hmm. and what we do with that knowledge. There's not anything really you can do except to act
0: out of what you know. Mm -hmm. I think something else that we often forget when we talk about forgiveness is that forgiveness is not for the other. Like, Like, let's say you... Do something to me. I mean, I know you're not going to, but (laughs) hypothetically, (laughs) let's say you did. Um, What did I do? Did I punch you? Probably.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: You probably broke my nose. Oh, man. That's rough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I can choose to either forgive you or not forgive you. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is like whether or not I forgive you is going to have very little impact on you. Mm -hmm. it's gonna have more impact on me Mm -hmm. forgiveness is more for me like for me to forgive you has more to do with me and how i feel Mm -hmm. versus how you feel Mm -hmm. is it gonna maybe make you feel less guilty if i first tell you i forgive you possibly it depends on why you punched me (laughs) (laughs) good point good point yeah we didn't discuss motive in this (laughs) I know I didn't do anything. I'm (laughs) a perfect angel. You You are. You're a perfect angel. (laughs) Um, But so are you. So hypothetical. (laughs) that how hypothetical situation like?
1: (laughs) That's a really good point.
0: Like, I think that so often we think we have to forgive the other person for the other person. Mm -hmm. And it's not for them. It's for us.
1: And, I mean, that's displayed in a lot, a lot, a lot. Of examples. Think of the heinous crimes that are committed Mm -hmm. against people and families have to forgive a person for something that was done to their family member. That Mm -hmm. forgiveness is not for that person because that person, I mean, to a certain extent, yes, but it doesn't affect that person as much as it affects them. And, you know, as you're talking, like knowing myself Mm-hmm. I would have to really forgive myself for punching you in the nose. Like, <laughs> it would, it, my forgiveness of myself would be more pivotal, affecting, yeah. I can't
0: think of the word,
1: than your forgiveness.
0: Right. I feel like that's something that we're taught so often is that we have to forgive other people mm-hmm. for them. Oh, like, do you see that's true. Saying? Like, we're told you have to forgive them for them. Like, it's not like, it's not like I have to forgive you for me. Mm-hmm. I have to forgive you for you.
2: hmm
0: Like, you have to forgive the perpetrator of the crime
2: mm-hmm.
0: for them.
1: hmm Yeah, and there's almost like, because of that, there's almost this pressure to do it quickly.
0: Yes, because you will, if you don't forgive them, then that's going to be on your conscience that... That you withheld forgiveness from them. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. And
1: I think forgiveness is a process Mm -hmm. because forgiveness, first you have to reach the point of acceptance. Yeah. And then you move towards forgiveness. It's not something that you can just say like... I forgive you with no time to process it or think about it. We can make the choice to forgive, but that doesn't mean that we're
0: not still gonna have to process those feelings. Yes, because forgiveness is very twofold. Like, Mm -hmm. I think often we approach forgiveness as like, oh, it's just a mental thing. I just have to decide that I'm gonna forgive Alma for punching me in my nose, Mm -hmm. but it's not. I also have to like process through how I feel about it Mm -hmm. and like come to like a peace. Mm-hmm. About the situation within myself. And I have to also mentally decide like that I'm not going to like hold on to this situation. I'm going to let it go. I'm mm-hmm. going to forgive you and I'm going to move on and I'm not going to let that hold me back.
1: Yeah, like, like you're not going to in our relationship hold this over my head.
0: No, I'm not going to start every podcast episode being like, well, it's been 12 Days since Alma punched me in the nose. <laughs> well, it's been 28 days since Alma punched me in the okay, nose. Okay, let's be like, real. If
1: I actually punched you in the nose, maybe we <laughs> should do that because
0: that would be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I'm mean, not if it broke, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you saying you want me to? When well, you want to punch me in the no, nose? No, I do not sudden? want
1: to. Okay. Saying if that ever
0: happened, the the um the events leading up
1: to that, like I want to know what they were. Like
0: I know, right? That would be hilarious. To have led me to physical violence, but anyways. I also feel like it would be more likely, like if somebody's going to, it would be more likely for your husband to punch me in my nose. <laughs> that sounds so bad. I know, but I'm just saying. It's I mean, their ongoing feud if we've I was going to say, yeah, I mean, podcast. like, I don't do things to antagonize you. I do do things to antagonize him.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they have a a funny feud. Yeah a perpetual it's tube. in good fun yes Rest we've talked about it before right i think so yeah i, I think, think so, so too <laughs> yeah but like you're right you're right you wouldn't be forgiveness is letting go of it and not holding the score mm-hmm. of that in our relationship yeah so taking that example to other relationships applying it in other relationships in my life like it's it's just simply not holding that score yeah yeah
0: I I mean, there's more involved, too. Right. I think mentally, at least for me, mentally, to, like, forgive something, I have to, like, make, like, a conscious choice. And then when, like, the reminder of what happened comes into my thoughts, Mm -hmm. I have to say no. Like, I've chosen to not dwell on that anymore and to brush it aside. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is going to sound dumb, but, like, sometimes I think – Something can come in and we take our time to kind of, like, brush it away. But, like, sometimes you've got to be quick. And it, like, has to be, like, you use your... You know how, like, if there's, like, a bug on something and you use your finger and, like, flick it off? Mm -hmm. It's very quick. Mm -hmm. It's a lot faster than, like, brushing it. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Sometimes... That was loud.
1: That was a loud thunder.
0: Um sometimes the quicker you can flick those thoughts away, the better. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. And I just want to put a disclaimer in here. We are absolutely not talking about reoccurring things that are done to you. No. If you've made the choice to forgive, then you clearly have taken time to process what happened Mm -hmm. and you are not ignoring the behavior. You have dealt with the behavior and you've chosen to forgive. But if the behavior is still happening and you chose to forgive, forgiveness does not mean enabling the behavior or allowing it to continue.
0: Yes. Forgiveness also does not mean a lack of boundaries. Absolutely. Because so often forgiveness has is portrayed as more like acceptance of what is go- what is happening.
2: Mhm.
0: No. Forgiveness it's is not, not. No. Forgiveness is not acceptance of a toxic or abusive situation. It is for you. And forgiveness can absolutely also mean having boundaries in place Mm -hmm. and being like, you know what, I have forgiven you for this past situation that has happened, but I have this boundary in place to ensure that this is also not going to happen again.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, because the fact of the matter is, if trust is broken in any form, Mm -hmm. it does need to be Mm re-earned. It means that we can take time and process that this person is not their whole selves right now. This Mm -hmm. person has made a mistake and they have harmed me. Mm -hmm. And we can accept that. We can accept that that happened and then we can choose to forgive and we can say, I am not going to hold on to that because that's a heavy load to carry for me. Mm -hmm. But it does not mean that that person is allowed to hurt me in that way anymore. Yeah. I wanted to put that disclaimer in. Because when you're talking about flicking the thoughts away, Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes in certain situations... Wow, this conversation has led us to deep places. Mm -hmm. This conversation really went good places. (laughs) It really did. Um, If there's an abuser... Yeah. uh, Then... Do you know where I'm trying to go? Yes,
0: I do. I'm really glad that you pointed this stuff out because I think there's, like, a couple of different levels going on there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we were definitely, like, we started out talking about more, like, not, like, on, like, abusive levels. Mm -hmm. Not, like, on, like, extremely harmful levels. Like, I feel like we were talking a lot more of, like, more of, like, Sally
1: said that I... That she didn't like my shirt. Or, like... Or,
0: or, yeah, like... Or, no, we were talking about forgiving ourselves. Yes. We were talking about forgiving ourselves a lot. Yeah. But I think we were also talking about, we were also talking about, like, forgiving others and what that means to us and how that is for us. Yes. But I think that when it comes to those deeper situations where it's something like you have been abused or assaulted or whatever like that kind of like forgiving for those things that's a whole nother level Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like i even have the bandwidth yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't have the bandwidth to say Mm -hmm. this is how you should go about that because number one to process through that, like forgiveness is something that it's a, it's not, it's not an action; it's a process. Mm-hmm. To process through that, that is one hundred percent something that I think should be done with a therapist,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and because it's something you need to work through emotionally and mentally, and if it has been a situation like that, then you completely need to have someone who can support you Mm -hmm. without bias Mm -hmm. as you walk through that situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like,
0: honestly, it's for your safety. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's for your emotional and mental safety.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because I guess I I thought of certain situations where abusers have used – it gets turned around. Yes. And instead of the abuser being – actually, we saw this in – um, we saw this in the documentary that we keep referencing. Um, the Sins of the Amish. The Sins of the Amish. Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually, someone talked about it in there, mm-hmm. where the responsibility gets placed on the victim to forgive the abuser mm-hmm. because they need to be godly and forgive the abuser. Yeah. Because the abuser said they were sorry. Yeah, but the abuser is continuing the pattern of behavior, so they mm-hmm. are clearly not sorry.
0: And they're using the
1: manipulating
0: church. sometimes too I feel like in those cases abusers use asking for forgiveness as a way of like manipulating and controlling their victims. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is 100% not the kind of forgiveness that we no, are advocating absolutely for. absolutely not. And so I'm really glad that you made that distinction because I do feel like without that clarification, like I don't want anyone to feel like they need to take what we've been saying and apply it to like all situations.
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, is that forgiveness is extremely nuanced. hmm And the world is not black and white. No. And- forgiveness is going to be applied in every situation Mm -hmm. differently from me punching your nose right to me
0: i don't know i can't think of. and the thing is is that like yeah like like i was saying like those things take deeper things to process through Mm -hmm. and those are not just thoughts you can flick away
1: yeah that doesn't require like that the first thing you think of in those situation isn't you need to forgive there right. are a lot more demanding things that you need – that are needing to be dealt with in that right. situation for your
0: basic needs to be met. Mm-hmm. And the thoughts – when I was talking about, like, thoughts that you can just, like, flick those away, like, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of, like, a good example. hmm You, as an extrovert, you're
1: – I forgot to invite you to a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did that. And – not in real life. Right. We're, we're talking hypothetical here. Yeah. Hypothetical. I forgot to invite you to a party, and so you found out about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you are feeling like Alma doesn't love you. Yep. <laughs> and so that thought keeps popping in your mind.
0: And then I'm probably also thinking, well, I did something, mm-hmm. and so now that's why Alma doesn't love me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And no.
1: Yeah, th- those thoughts you have to flick away because I mm-hmm. I made a mistake. I would apologize profusely. Yeah, and I would be so so so
0: sorry. Also, I honestly I'm almost laughing at this because I, I can't imagine you forgetting to invite me to a party. I can't. Even, what parties am I throwing?
1: Number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> number two. I
0: yeah. Crystal. I, Crystal's a party person. You invite Crystal to parties. <laughs> That's really funny because I really don't get invited to many parties. So.
1: <laughs> but you love them is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have too many introvert friends. What, I know. What, there's not enough parties. I know. I need some extrovert friends who have – Who throw parties. Who also like to have parties and are like, hey, come over instead of all these yeah, we should
1: Yeah, we should have majorly thrown back and referenced bonfire. Remember when we talked about the bonfire in one episode? Why am I blanking? It was a small conversation within a conversation. Basically, the example was used that you invite me to a bonfire, but you understand that if I say oh, no. yes.
0: If you yes. say no to the bonfire, I'm not going to be
1: offended. Yes. Yeah, so now I have held a separate bonfire and not invited you. Yeah, that's just – that's wrong or on some of the <laughs> um, But, yeah, that, that's a totally different mm-hmm. – that that requires a different it's, form of forgiveness it requires very
0: minimal processing yeah yeah exactly and I that's, that's the, the type of that's forgiveness to make is like yeah yeah honestly it's almost like kind of like a pyramid there's the stuff that's kind of at the top and it's small and it doesn't take up much space and it's easy to get through it mm-hmm. but the further down you go the wider and deeper they get and the harder they are to work through and there's more layers and there's Mm -hmm. more to it and there's more to process and there's just a lot more to it
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i know i repeated myself there no
1: that's that's good um yeah i completely agree with that being said we started this out talking about forgiving ourselves
0: (laughs) well i think elma that we're just gonna have to forgive ourselves for (laughs) spring slightly (laughs) from the chorus i mean I think it's because we often forget about forgiving ourselves, Mm -hmm. but also within the forgiving ourselves. Like, sometimes, I mean, talking about, like, people being victims of things, like, often people blame themselves for things. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's a situation where you need to blame yourself. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm
1: Mm-hmm oh, yeah, there's lots of situations out there where victim blaming happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that takes a whole different level of processing and realizing that was never your fault. You never mm-hmm. had to carry the responsibility for it. Yeah, And maybe that's part of the process of looking back through your life and finding the parts you find shame for mm-hmm. or that you hold shame for either realizing I'm carrying a responsibility I don't need to carry or forgiving yourself mm-hmm. because you were responsible, but that's what you knew mm-hmm. at that time. Because I definitely have that. I have situations back in when I was 18 years old that I, I didn't treat people the way I would treat them now. Yeah. I didn't have grace for them the way I would have grace for them now. Yeah. And I have to forgive myself. It's very difficult to look back at that version of myself and see how I treated people. Yeah. And be okay with myself. Mm-hmm. I need to forgive myself because that part of me did exist mm-hmm. it does
0: exist yeah i agree i feel the, i feel the same way honestly like i look back at things that i have said or done in the past and kind of cringe a little mm-hmm. sometimes when i think about how i handled situations
2: mhm
0: very specifically i can think of like several a couple of incidents that i wish i had handled them differently mhm and There's nothing I can do to change them now. Mm -hmm. I can also choose to not keep blaming myself for those things Mm -hmm. and to not keep berating myself for Mm -hmm. having done those things. Mm -hmm. And I can choose to forgive myself for that, Mm -hmm. learn from it, and keep walking forward having learned from that, knowing that if the same sort of situation were to arise in the future, that I would handle it differently.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said something very good there. You said not berating yourself. Mm-hmm. Because think about if if I broke your nose, if you referenced it earlier, if every time we were together, you were bringing it up, eventually mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, Crystal, I get it. I broke your nose. You mm-hmm. don't have to tell me it was wrong. I know it was wrong. Mm-hmm. But we do that to ourselves. Yeah, we do. And we never – no one ever really talks about it, but I feel like everyone experiences that. Mm -hmm. And it's a cause of anxiety and lots of things because we're just always in our minds beating ourselves up and being embarrassed and ashamed of the actions we took because we're literally – we're remembering it over and over again and being mad at ourselves
0: for it. we're just like constantly putting negative self-talk into ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to be like, okay, brain, brain pirate,
1: I mm-hmm. know that that was wrong. Yeah. But I have forgiven myself because that is literally the only thing I can do. <laughs> also because I love that part of myself. She was ignorant of mm-hmm. what the proper thing was to do. She didn't she did what she knew how to do mm-hmm. or maybe she just plum made a, a mistake. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm.
0: It is okay to make mistakes. I think, I think that's so true because I think we often, like you said, it's okay to make mistakes. And so often we get hung up on the mistakes we've made. But the reality is, is that mistakes are there so that we can learn from them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole point of mistakes. Exactly. Like, how are you going to learn that without making that mistake? You don't. Or even if you know it, you don't know it. As, like, deeply, it's not like as etched within you Mm -hmm. as it is when you've made a mistake.
1: Babies do not come out of the womb walking. Mm -hmm. It is trial and error. Mm -hmm. And they fall a lot Mm -hmm. if you've been around babies. Mm -hmm. They do. And it's just, they don't. I mean, yes, of course, they cry, but then they get back up. It doesn't stop them from walking. Mm -hmm. You don't ever meet someone who was like, yeah, I tried walking when I was a year old, and I just didn't take to it, so. (laughs) Still crawling. (laughs) Like, you don't meet those people. Yep. They made a bunch of mistakes, and then they grew, and Mm -hmm. they walked. Yeah. You also don't. Don't meet people who don't know how to do two plus two. But when they were first learning it in first grade, Mm -hmm. they thought it was three. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? You have to make mistakes because, yeah, you said it perfectly. Mistakes etch it in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The lesson. They etch the lesson in your mind.
0: Yeah. Better than being told it ever does. Exactly. We are best taught by experience. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It is really nice when we can be taught by other people's experience. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> Don't less plain painful.
0: Yeah, a little easier sometimes. Yeah,
1: but there are certain things, and you know, the thing is, is different for every for every person. Yes, because there are some things that I learned from watching other people's experience that ta- my husband did not,
0: mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah,
1: and same with my siblings. We all came from the same parents, but. Multiple of us, we have different things that we learn learned from other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And some of us did make the mistakes because we needed that personal experience, apparently, mm-hmm. to learn the lesson. Yeah. Every person's different. And so if you make a mistake that Sally didn't, that's okay. Sally mm-hmm. must have had a f- close friend that made the mistake and she got to watch them. Yeah. You know? There's no reason to beat yourself up for the fact that your mistakes are different from other people's, or that you make mistakes in the first place.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I agree. I kind of forgot we were on microphones. To be completely honest, (laughs) oh, you did. Yeah, this (laughs) conversation—like, we are very legitimately having this conversation for the first time. Yeah, like it's not even something we've talked about previously. Because a lot of things, we've at least, like, had different forms of the
0: conversation. Yeah, or, like, like we've talked about an aspect of it. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then we, like, either dig deeper into it on the podcast or something. And this one, I just, I'm looking at you and kind of forgetting we're recording this. (laughs) (laughs) And I am just really glad that you brought this up. That you saw that quote no, heard that quote mm-hmm. and that you wanted to talk about it because I I really enjoyed this conversation because even though we haven't like drawn any huge conclusions about forgiveness in this conversation with each other, yeah. We've gotten to discuss and see how nuanced forgiveness really is. Yeah. And how it needs to be applied so differently in every situation. Yeah. And I think we've also really touched on, like, I hadn't even really thought about this before about how there is this pressure for the victim of a crime or a victim of a hurtful thing to forgive. There's Mm -hmm. a pressure to do it quickly and to do it for the other person. And I was, what you said about that, I think, was really good. I think that coming from religious backgrounds,
0: there is more so a pressure. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think for me, something that kind of my takeaway from this conversation maybe Mm -hmm. would be that I think that there are more aspects of forgiveness just involved in our everyday life Mm -hmm. that we kind of tend to ignore or, you know, just set aside and push it to the back burner. And I think it's important for us to, like, look for those things and to recognize them and to acknowledge them and even call them out maybe within ourselves Mm -hmm. in order to heal and grow.
1: I really like that. Yeah. It's a constant, ongoing process and thing that we have to do with ourselves. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed this. And I hope that the thunder didn't make an appearance in our audio. If it did, hopefully it was a soothing background noise <laughs> because it has been thunderstorming the whole time. Yep. The
0: whole time. So I will make a note for future episodes to not start out talking, talking about...
1: sounds good. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Um, like Crystal said earlier, she's gonna share a picture of her oldest in the poncho, and she did show me, and it's adorable. So if you don't already follow us over on Instagram, that's where it's gonna be, and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Friendship Bread. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. That helps the podcast out a lot. And leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts helps us out a ton as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you again so much for joining us for this conversation. And we hope that you'll be back next week for another episode of the Friendship Bread Podcast. Bye. Bye!